Today's episode is a recorded replay from my free five-day series, Abundance in Alignment. This series is all about helping you heal the insecurities that hold you back from being your true self in your business. This series is also about helping you align with the vibration of money, wealth, and abundance. And most importantly, this series is about finding your personal power to no longer run your dream life from a place of push and force. So if you've been an entrepreneur who's been hustling, feeling like what she wants to attain is out of reach, or that she's just maybe burnt out in the old way looking for a new approach, I highly suggest listening to today's replay as well as the other four days of this series. Every day for five days this week, you're going to get these replays. And I really encourage you to listen to them because not only is it going to be strong medicine for you, but this series just by listening can help you remove the hustle and the burnout, the self-sabotage and the fear so that you can finally live in a place of freedom and alignment. For more information on the series and to get all the replays sent directly to your inbox, go to laurenoflove.com abundance. And just a reminder too that this free five-day series is all in honor of the Wild Wealthy Feminine program. The Wild Wealthy Feminine is my entrepreneur study. It's six weeks. It's a live intensive and you get lifetime access to all of the study, including the step-by-step trainings of the Wild Wealthy Feminine Method. So for more information on that, you can go to laurenoflove.com slash wild or just visit laurenoflove.com for all the things, guys. Okay, (laughs) enjoy today's episode. It's that special time of the year. The Wild Wealthy Feminine Signature Group Coaching Program doors are officially open. I've recorded this intro about 20 times, so I'm just going to keep it real candid. If you don't know what the Wild Wealthy Feminine Program is, this is my six-week transformation journey for entrepreneurs who are healing their relationship with creativity, worthiness, success, money, and leadership. I really love this program because in my journey of entrepreneurship, you guys know doing things the masculine way wasn't incredibly aligned with me. I was taught that success was about how hard I worked, that I should sacrifice and push and force and follow these really controlled step-by-step processes to create freedom and abundance. And what I've learned in my eight years as an entrepreneur is that the journey to creating the wealth and abundance that I always wanted was actually about embodying my feminine. So in this six-week study, we go through healing the six foundational elements of being an embodied, empowered entrepreneur. So we heal our relationship with desire, our relationship with money. We heal our relationship with creativity, business, and our personal freedom. So if you've ever felt challenged on any of these things before, I invite you to go check out the Wild Wealthy Feminine Program Doors close on the 31st, and we start our journey the first week of May. And uh, just a little heads up, this round is going to be extra special. We have a lot of new students returning for a second round, and there are live coaching calls. So you're not just going through the Wild Wealthy Feminine Method, you are actually getting direct support from me as well. So if you are ready to say hello to freedom and flow and create a soul-aligned mission that isn't birthed from force and hustle, but is way more intuitive and heart-centered, come and take the journey to rewire your mind and your reality. Go to laurenoflove.com wild to check out the details of the program, the course structure, and the payment plans that are available. Again, doors close on May 31st, and I, oh, I'm lying, huh? Doors close April 31st. We start the journey on May 1st, so um, don't forget, come sign up. Hello. Welcome to all of you guys. Hello, and I'm so excited to be here dropping in in the Facebook community for Abundance and Alignment, dropping in here live on Instagram for this free, beautiful five-day series and pressing replay for record on the podcast, the Lauren of Love podcast. Hello, my gorgeous family. I am so honored and so excited to be here with you guys for day two of this series. 
If you are jumping on for the first time and you don't know what this is about, want to give you a full disclaimer, let you know this is the free five-day series called Abundance in Alignment. And this is a beautiful free offer in honor of my signature program, The Wild Wealthy Feminine, that is open for enrollment right now. I'm so blessed to be able to show up and jump on with you guys here for day two to talk about some really, really important principles and pillars of manifesting the abundance and the freedom that you really desire in your life. And so if you're watching this video, you may be here as an inspired entrepreneur, an inspired business person. You may have a desire to create freedom with your purpose in your life, making a difference in the world with your gifts. And this series, whether you are an experienced entrepreneur and you've been doing this for years, or you are here uh, entrepreneur curious, as I like to call it, maybe you've been waiting on the sidelines for a long time, haven't been showing up fully, taking the steps, um, or you've been that business uh, guru studying all of the business strategies in the online space, looking for a different way. I just want to let you know you are supported, you are held, you are seen, and I am so deeply pumped to be dropping in with you guys for day two. So before we dive into our scheduled topic, which is all about healing our relationship with money, I want to let you guys know that on this journey of entrepreneurship, there are um, a couple of things that we always need to be doing, okay? So if you didn't listen or watch day one of this study, I really do invite you to go back and drop in. It was a really powerful training. We kind of went through the umbrella of everything that we're gonna be talking about in this series. Um, and one of the things that I just wanna remind you of on this path is that as somebody who is inspired to make a difference in the world with your gifts, being able to create the success that you desire requires you to focus on and heal three really important areas of mastery. And so if you have a pen and paper today, I guarantee you're gonna be wanting to write some things down. So please drop into some note taking, say hello, tell me where you are listening from. I love getting to know you guys more deeply. So let's start here. We're gonna open up kind of an unpredicted conversation because I know many of you guys saw my post today uh, so we're gonna drop into a little bit of conversation around that as well on the journey of entrepreneurship we are working on three areas of mastery okay so number one in order to create success in our purpose in our mission in our passions in the world we first and foremost need to heal our relationship with business okay so a lot of us have these wounds around entrepreneurship, making money, creating success, strategies, effort, action, all of the things. Didi says, yesterday was amazing. I'm so honored to have you here, Didi. Hello, Hannah. Guys, please say hello. It's such an honor to connect with you guys and say hi back. Um, but business is the first thing that we need to be working on when we're healing. And to study and improve our strategies, to understand the messaging, the marketing, the branding, the niche, the ideal client, this is just one area of what we need to understand, know, and master in order to create freedom. And if you've been in the online space for a while, you may be that type of person who's consuming a lot of information in this way. Maybe you are uh, taking in all of the marketing strategies and studying from the gurus around how to build a Facebook group and how to build your Instagram and how to make an offer. As an entrepreneur, learning how to master your relationship with business is something that you always have to continuously be doing. It's a growth journey. And for a lot of us, we're going about this path from a very conditioned, old school perspective of what someone tells me to do is what works. And I've seen this so many times in the online space where people who maybe have been on the path of being a really good student Maybe for you, uh, you went to school, you got a degree, you studied, you learned the rules, you learned the things to memorize, and then you show up in entrepreneurship and there's no rule book, right? There, there's no uh, cookie cutter step-by-step -step thing to follow. I've seen this from so many women who come to me in my programs to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. They say, you know, I wish someone could just tell me the steps. And this is where entrepreneurship can feel kind of 
um, unguided and unclear because along the path to creating your success, there are a million different ways to go. The analogy I often tell students inside of the Wild Wealthy Feminine program is like, imagine you were standing in front of a forest, okay? And on the other side of that forest, you knew there was a million dollars. And I said to you, go walk through that forest. But here are 21 different paths to take. And if I told you that only one of those paths to take would get you to the million dollars, you would feel very confused. Well, which, what path do I take? What do I do? Oh my God, what if I take the wrong path? This is how so many people are showing up on their entrepreneur journey. They're standing in front of that forest. They see all the different ways, the Instagram, the TikTok, the Facebook, the email marketing, the Pinterest, the blogging, the YouTubing, and they go, oh my God, what if I put all this effort into a path and I don't get to the end? But here's the really interesting thing about entrepreneurship. On the journey of creating success, every single one of those paths leads to the million dollars. And a lot of us don't believe that. A lot of us believe that there's one way. We have to find that one way. And we look at Sally and we look at Frank and we look at Angela and we go, oh my God, look, they're doing that path, they're doing that path, they're doing that path, but which path is gonna lead me to my million dollars? And I did this for a long time on my entrepreneur journey where I was modeling and cookie cutter applying all of the other methods that everybody was doing because I didn't understand that my way was going to be my way. I was going to craft an intuitive, soul-centered, aligned, flow-filled journey to my million dollars. And it wasn't going to look like everybody else's. And that can be very overwhelming for people to know that, hey, there's all these different ways to get there and I have to learn how to trust myself and I have to make my own path. What if this doesn't work? What if I put all of my time, all of my effort, all of my energy into making this happen and I don't get the outcome I really desire. And this is where, you know, we're gonna be diving in a little bit more tomorrow to talk about strategy, and I'm gonna share with you guys some of the strategies that I use in my business that I teach in the Wild Wealthy Feminine Program. I think it's really important to have influencers and role models that are embodying the energies that you want to have and studying from them and learning like, okay, I like what she's doing, I'm going to take that. I feel in alignment with her values. I'm going to try her practices. You know, for me, I was following all these strategies from people who were making millions of dollars, but they didn't necessarily reflect the values and the principles that I really inspired to have. So I just share that. I want to just touch on that really briefly before we drop in that understanding the world that you're operating in and understanding the business and the strategies behind building your business is an important principle to master, but it is not the only thing that we have to be improving to create the outcomes that we really want. So we as entrepreneurs are number one, working on our business and mastering business and understanding business and how it works for us and how we want it to work. We are finding our unique way to the end of the forest. And number two, the second thing that we're always working on in entrepreneurs is our craft. We are always improving our craft, improving our skill sets, improving our abilities. You guys know for me, I've been on this path of facilitation of healing and transformation and coaching for eight years now. And so I've done tons of studies, read tons of books, got many certifications that allowed me to feel like I was a master in my skills. And this is the thing I just want to say about this principle because I'm Today, we're kind of like challenging all of these things that maybe you've been taught or conditioned to believe. A lot of us, because we have this programming from how we've grown up and we have this programming from our schooling systems and our educational systems and what we believe we need to have in order to be with permission to do what we're doing, when we show up in the online space and we are like, I want to use my intuitive gifts. I want to, I want to follow my heart. I want to lead with love. I want to do something that's really natural and spiritual to me. There's also no rule book, right? There is no one out there that's going to say, okay, here, now you have permission to do this. Okay, now you are qualified. Go ahead. And I also see this from entrepreneurs as a real challenge because many people are constantly chasing 
these certifications, constantly chasing these expertise studies, thinking that one day they'll get the certificate or they'll get the permission slip that will give them the sense of confidence to say, now I can do this. So while it is important that we are always mastering our craft, and while it's really important that we're always continuously improving our way of facilitation, I want you to know that it's really important to recognize that permission comes from within. And if you are sitting there waiting to give yourself permission to feel qualified, waiting for permission to feel worthy or good enough to be able to make a difference in the world with your gifts, you are going to be waiting forever. And it's really important that we look at ourselves for where we are right now and ask the question, how can I make a difference in the world? How can I be of service? How can I change lives where I am right now? With the gifts I have right now, with the person I am right now. You will always be growing. You will always be mastering your craft. You will always be improving. But we need to give ourselves that permission to feel empowered now. So number one, we're always working on improving our relationship with business. Number two, we are always working on improving our relationship with our craft. And number three, what this is all really about, we are working on improving our relationship with ourselves. Now, if you remember from yesterday, I talked to you guys a lot about this. I said that we are the vessel of our business. And so business is this beautiful opportunity for us to heal. And we are showing up as the vessel for all that we are putting out into the world. And so if we are carrying these energies of not feeling worthy, not feeling in right relationship with money, not feeling healthy and our dynamics with work and success and effort and leadership, all of that misalignment is going to be projected into our business and we are going to be facing those shadows over and over and over again. So I want you to really think about this and ask yourself the question of what season of study am I really dedicated to right now? Are you making enough space and time to improve getting the knowledge and the information that you really want in relationship to having a good dynamic with business? Are you taking the steps and making the effort to improve and enhance your dynamic in the relationship you have to your facilitation? Are you studying that? Are you improving that? Are you moving the needle forward? And am I actually dedicating time, effort, and energy to make my relationship with myself as strong as it can be so that I am a clear channel for everything that I want to receive? I shared this with you guys yesterday that the big downloads for the HEAL program and the Wild Wealthy Feminine program, they all came to me and lit up in my world when I spent a great deal of time dedicating myself to healing my relationship with me. And I think this is really important because for many people in the online space, we think, well, if I have the million dollar business, then I'll feel good about myself. If I have all of the people I'm helping and I build a successful business, then I'll finally feel confident. But the energies of those frequencies, confidence, empowerment, sovereignty, happiness, those frequencies need to be there in order for you to magnetically attract those things. It's really, really important. So I just want to touch on that before we open up today's study and invite you to really kind of think like, am I spending a good amount of time? Am I in right relationship with these three things? And can I build a study for myself where I'm dedicated to improving those things? You know, the Wild Wealthy Feminine program, I want to give a shout out to some of the students who've made the decision to enroll. This program is all about healing those three things because for a long time in my business journey, I thought really healing and creating the abundance I wanted was just about one of those things, right? Like, let me just heal my money mindset and then I'll fix everything. Or let me just build the best strategy for my business and then I'll just feel good, right? It's really about those three dynamics. And so wherever you're studying, wherever you're moving the needle forward, please focus and always remember that those three elements are really vital. So to shout out some of our sisters who have made the decision to join the Wild Wealthy Feminine Program, I'm going to give a shout out today to Stephanie P, to Megan F, and to Ashawn A. I'm so happy for you sisters. Congratulations on making the decisions to join this program. And just a little recap for you guys, I just want to share like 
why these women chose to come into the program because I've been asking sisters who are joining really, you know, what's the intention behind this work? Why are they coming into the Wild Wealthy Feminine journey? And for these sisters who are sharing, the big thing that was coming up for them was that they wanted a more feminine, flow-filled approach to their business, to their purpose, and to their relationship with money. And to some of these sisters, they're really recognizing the money wounds that have been coming up. And we're going to be talking a lot about that today, the money wounds that can hold us back from really being a magnet for all of the freedom that we want. So healing our relationship with money. Another sister joined because she wanted that feminine alignment with her business. And the other element to speak to, a lot of these women are talking about how they've been bringing their passion into the world and showing up and taking effort, but they find themselves yo-yoing, right? And maybe you felt this way too, that roller coaster where you show up and you put a lot of effort in and then you get burnout and you get exhaustion and you get fatigue and you pull back and you go, oh my God, I can't do this, right? And so these sisters, one of them shared with me specifically that she's ready for a way that doesn't create burnout. And this is a principle we're going to speak to today that a lot of us have this belief system that in order to create what we want, we need to sacrifice and that we need to exhaust ourselves and really uh, sacrifice our energy, our health, our wellness to create what it is that really we really want. And when I built the Wild Wealthy Feminine program, I knew that that was a non-negotiable for me, that I did not have to sacrifice my health, my mental clarity, my wellness in order to create freedom. Burnout, not available for that. And so I tell sisters all the time, if you are in a place where you're finding yourself getting burnt out by your business, experiencing fatigue, exhaustion, chronic health issues like I did once before, you're not doing it right. There's a new way, right? We don't have to push and force and effort our way to create what we want. We can sit back, align, and receive. And I'm going to show you guys more deeply in today's study and tomorrow's study when we talk about niche and marketing strategies how to do that. So I want to talk about the elephant in the room, the thing that's really on my heart today, really deeply. Elle says, back here from vacation, took the day off to rest and in integrate. She knows that the best way to help her clients is to help herself first. She listened to uh, her body and she's grateful for rest. Yeah, beautiful sister. We all deserve to put ourselves first. And that is something that like, I really want to speak to you today. So if you've been following me, you might have heard the news on my Instagram today when I made an announcement that our pup, Zoe, passed away, my beautiful little baby girl. She's been with me for uh, 15 years since I was 19, which is absolutely crazy. And it brought up a lot for me to reflect on and bring into this conversation today because I think when we've been conditioned in our journey of success to believe that we have to sacrifice to create what it is we want, a lot of us interpret that to mean that our personal lives come second to our businesses. And I used to be that way for a long, long time. I used to feel that if something was going on in my personal life, I needed to shelf it, hide it away, put it together you know, put, get myself together, put on a brave face and just work. And I would bypass everything that I was moving through because I believed that to be successful, to achieve, required me to hustle. Put it all away. Put on your brave face. Do your work. I learned this many different ways growing up. I'm sure many of you guys can relate. I was taught that as a woman, I was too emotional at work. People would say I was too emotional when I was in news and the stories were really heartbreaking and I was feeling a lot of emotion. You don't be emotional. Don't cry at work. Don't bring your personal life into work. Focus. Put it all away. And so on my journey to entrepreneurship, when I started to heal my relationship with success and I started to really challenge these old belief systems, this was something that was really important to me uh, to rewrite because I believe that business is a clear opportunity for us to define that any way we want. 
And so I could choose to define business as something that required me to sacrifice my emotions, to put on a brave face, or I could have some new belief systems. And I embodied a new belief system that allowed me to see a different perspective. And in my entrepreneur path, I've recognized that everything that I move through is a story to inspire somebody else. Everything that I navigate, the ups, the downs, the challenges, the losses, the grief, the trauma, the difficulty, all of that can be Tai chi transmuted, and brought into the world as medicine. So remember yesterday when I said you are your first client? This is a great example of how you're not just your first, you're always your first. And so I was going through this really deep thing yesterday because I was losing something that I really loved in my life, my connection to my beautiful puppy, right? And being able to recognize that her process and her healing was something that I needed to share with the world to help you understand maybe in your life, your karmic ties, your karmic cycles. I was able to write a story, a post on Instagram that was about her life, but was also about the lessons that I was moving through. And now I'm here doing this live video, sharing those lessons. And here's the thing, you guys, your life is not going to be perfect. Your life is not always going to be easy. Because you are in this world of influence and impact and creating change, you may be carrying a story that says, I need to be perfect to make a difference in the world. I need to act like I have it all together all the time to be able to inspire somebody. How can I possibly help somebody when I'm moving through it? I would argue that the fact that you're moving through things means you're even more credible to help people. You have even more medicine and value to give to the world. So I share that because I think sometimes when these things come up, we want to run, we want to hide, we want to just completely isolate because we feel like we can't allow ourselves to be seen in that way. But I think that in this world of influence, vulnerability is so important. And one of the things I teach in my Wild Wealthy Feminine program is a bonus study called Sell With Your Story. And it's about taking these aspects of yourself, these narratives, these journeys that you've been on, the hero study of what makes you you, how to make that story be something that is of value to the world, that is medicine to the world. It's so important. So it's an entire bonus study inside of the Wild Wealthy Feminine program. And the other piece of this I just want to say too is like, I think there's a second part to this, right? Like I can show up and allow myself to be seen in my vulnerability and I can also cancel calls. I can also make space in my calendar. My clients, right? I've been doing this full time for eight years. My clients know that if I'm not in a place to hold space, I cancel that call because my client's time is valuable their money that they've offered into the world to do this work is valuable. And I make sure that I'm always in that frequency of being truthful to what I can energetically hold. And this again challenges that old belief system of you got to show up every single day. Do you guys know how much space I take in my perspective of entrepreneurship and the wild wealthy feminine approach that I teach my clients in that program? You deserve to make space for yourself. You are able to say no and rest and recharge. Recharging and restoring your frequency is a money-making activity. So when you're there and you're taking space and you're lying on the couch and you're resting or you're going through something and you have to say no to what's on your schedule, you can harbor guilt and replay those stories that you have to do it all. Or you can allow in a new belief that rest and restoring energy is profitable. And that's something I do, right? So I was able to reach out to my clients and clear those calls and make that space and not harbor that guilt. And I think that's something that I really believe and teach in the Wild Wealthy Feminine program is that we have full permission to design businesses that meet our own personal needs. So I want you to think about this today of like, what are my personal needs in my business? I have a need to feel rested. I have a need to fully be myself. 
I have a need to be vulnerable. I have a need to be playful and silly. I have a need to be intuitive and creative. And I allow my business to support those needs. I have designed my business in a way that allows my needs to be met over and over and over again. That's what makes me feel in right relationship with service. Because when I show up, I'm not just giving and giving and giving. I'm doing things that actually meet my needs and fuel my cup right back. So today for homework, you know, just something that you can think about is asking that question as like a part two homework assignment, right? The first thing is to look at those three areas of study and ask yourself, am I actually studying these things? Am I actually showing up to improve these things? The business, the relationship with your craft, the relationship with yourself. And then part two for homework is to just ask that question, am I actually meeting my needs in my business? A lot of us are showing up in our businesses with this approach of conditional love. And this shows up so strongly in our relationship with money, but it also shows up in our needs. We think that our businesses are something that we need to always give to and we get nothing back. And so a lot of us are projecting childhood trauma into our businesses, not realizing that we need to heal. And we do this thing where we say, I give it all, I do it all, I'm taking all the steps, I'm giving it everything I need, and it's not enough to feel loved. And so our businesses, again, are mirroring to us the things that we need to heal. So if you come into that relationship from a different perspective and you say, okay, my business isn't really just about giving and giving and giving to hopefully one day receive what it is I want. My business is a relationship that I'm building and cultivating over time and it's reciprocated back and forth. My business gives me the space to feel vulnerable. My business gives me the support to feel creative. My business is the space for me to feel expressed. It's meeting my needs. So think about that. What are my needs in business? And am I allowing my business to be a safe space for that? So that's just that. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the journey here. And let's open up a conversation today uh, for our remaining half hour. I want to talk to you guys about money. Okay. And in the comments, I just have a challenge for you. Okay. A little challenge. Because when we talk about healing ourselves, a big component of that is how we ourselves relate to money what we think this thing is, what we tell ourselves it is, the expectations we put on it, the dynamic we have to it. That is a big component of healing ourselves. So in the comments, I would love for you guys to just share. When I say the word money, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Now, so many times when I ask you guys to do this, nobody participates, I'm challenging you. When I say the word money, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Drop it in the comments. No judgment. You are safe. You are seen. You are supported. The word money, the first thing that comes to mind. Beautiful. Oh, we got a lot to work with today. Wow, this is great. We got so much medicine to open up. I'm so excited. Okay, so let's talk about it. Jamie from the HEAL program is on, and his he says the first thought was, ugh, yeah. Stress, restriction, scarcity, need, freedom. The first image was a stack of dollar bills, but the first word after that was energy. Awesome, Hannah. Yeah, beautiful. We're gonna talk about this. Erin says greed. Dee Dee says struggle. I love this. Brianna says that's what they told Oprah too in news that she was too emotional. So she went and created her own show. That's basically this, you guys, right? I was in television. I was told I was too emotional for news. Great, I'm gonna make my own news story. <laughs> Welcome to Lauren of Love. <laughs> Elle says, my body reacts first with tightness around the word money in the chest and then chained comes to mind. Brianna says, worthiness, unworthiness, 
deserving, undeserving, right? So this push and pull, right? It's beautiful. Okay, so today's day two. We're going to be opening up a dialogue around money. Tomorrow we're going to be talking more about leadership, niche, ideal client, all of that stuff. But here's the thing I want you to know. All of us are here because we want security. We want to feel secure. All of us are here because we want to feel free. All of us are here because we want to feel abundant. But what we don't realize is that a lot of us are telling ourselves stories around what we believe we have to do to get those things and around what we believe we have to be to get those things. Like in order to feel abundant, I have to be. And in order to be free, I have to get, I have to do, I have to achieve. It's like this goal-oriented mind. To get to X, I have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Right? Money is really, just like your business, a clear, open channel to see what needs to be healed within you. And so when I ask you, what is money? What's the first thing that comes to mind? What's coming up is your shadow. And when we talk about manifestation and we talk about healing our relationship with money, um, there's a big issue around this in the online space that I'm just gonna call out, okay? We are taught, focus on you what you want and call it in. Some of like energetically matching to that. Something's not gonna connect. And this took me the longest time to, to really realize because like many of us in the entrepreneur space, when I started to do this money manifestation work, I was really trying to just think positive, really trying to just visualize money, feeling good with money, calling it in, get excited about it, write down my vision list, my manifestations, da, 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 da. think about what I'm bringing to myself, right? And then things got really complicated because while I was trying to do that, all of my wounds were coming up and I couldn't understand why I constantly felt stressed. I couldn't understand why I constantly felt hard. I couldn't understand why I was giving those goals all my energy, but they felt really far away. And it was because I was only working on one of the two components of healing. And if you've been in my HEAL program or you've been in the Wild Wealthy Feminine, you're gonna get a little bit of that study today. I'm gonna just tell you guys right now. Healing is twofold. It's a two-part process. It is number one, calling in what you want but before we do that, we need to clear what doesn't serve us. So if you're walking around with all of this energy within your body that you see when I ask you, what is your relationship with money? And you say it feels scarce. You feel restricted. You feel like it's greedy. You feel like there's a struggle. That tells me that in your energetic field, you have these heavier energies that you haven't looked at. And so I could bypass that all I want and just think positive and just try to bring it in and make it happen and call in the things. But in my energetic field, there's literally no space for that because the heavier things that I'm holding onto are taking up so much space that I have no room to call in the next level things that I desire. So this is like if you're walking around, climbing up a hill, trying to get to the mountain and you're carrying this big, heavy backpack full of rocks. It is heavy. What if we let go of all of that? What if the things that you were carrying around your wounds of relationship with money, what if we really actually looked at those things and asked, where do they come from? And so for me, on my journey of, of money, I had some wounds that maybe you are moving through right now. I felt like to want money was very greedy. And this comes from all of the wounds of my childhood. So what you need to know about your dynamic around money is that 90% of what you perceive and understand about money and success and work, this is programmed into your belief system when you are really young between the ages of two and 12. 
Now, for me, I believe that this is something that continues to be programmed as we continue to grow. It's not something that stops at the age of 12. So a lot of us have experiences in our teenage years as well that shape our belief systems around what money is and what we believe we have to do to get money. And so for me, I had this energy of greed because when I was growing up, and I was excited about money and I was, you know, my, I would do chores and make a lot of money and then I would go and like celebrate that at school. My friends who maybe grew up in like lower income experiences in their childhood felt really jealous. And so I believed that, well, if I had a lot of money, I couldn't celebrate that. That it was a very greedy thing to be successful. And I see this from people who grow up where their parents talk about rich people or talk about like, oh, people like that, you know, or, or like, uh, that's not really for us. We don't have that. Or maybe they, they mock people who are really wealthy or they roll their eyes at people who are really wealthy or they judge people who are really wealthy. We see these things in our childhood and we interpret them to mean, oh, that's what money is. And then we carry it. And so for me, I had a real issue around this growing up, but I also had some other stuff that I just want to help you, I want to share to see if this kind of jogs your memory about, like, what are you carrying? I want you to start to look at that. What are you carrying around your relationship with money? So my mom, when I was growing up and we had holidays and we had birthdays, anytime I would get a gift, my mom, if it was big, if it was special, if it was really abundant, Rather than celebrating that, my mom would turn to my aunt or my uncle or my grandma and go, why did you do that? You didn't have to do that. Oh my gosh, why did you do that? I learned that I should feel guilty. If I was receiving, I should feel guilty. If someone was giving me money, that was selfish. To celebrate that was selfish. If I was getting money, it was taking from somebody else. And so I didn't have a clear relationship with money. I also learned that in order to make a lot of money, I had to work really, really hard. I learned that from my ancestral upbringing, from my grandparents who came to this country with absolutely nothing and built things from the ground up. Hard work, hard work, hard work. I don't know about you, but I really don't want to work hard. But if I believe that I have to do that to create the support financially that I really desire, I am now projecting conditional love into my relationship with money. And I'm telling myself, in order to receive this, I need to be a certain way. In order to receive this, I need to do something. A lot of us have this when we talk about money and we feel the energy of struggle or scarcity. We grow up in environments where money is hard to come by. Money is not limitless. Money doesn't grow on trees. If you've ever heard that story, that analogy from your parents, we believe that money is not an lim- unlimited resource. We believe it's hard to come by. And so what that tells us is that being supported, being compensated, being safe, feeling secure, is not your birthright. It is something that is scarce. And so when we grow up in environments, also too, just to say this, like a lot of what we felt around our parents and our upbringing, like if we felt conditional love, like your dad only paid attention to you if you were achieving really big things, if your parents were mad at you when you didn't do a good job at something, we start to believe that love is conditional. It's about what I do or don't do. And then we project that into business and money and we say, okay, in order to receive this love, this support, this security, I need to be a certain way, I need to do certain things. And if I don't meet that criteria and I don't meet that standard, I am not enough and I won't be loved. I won't be compensated, I won't be secure. And then we wonder why business is so hard, right? Why is it so hard to make money? Because we're resisting it. We don't feel worthy of it. We don't feel an open channel to receive. We feel all of these stories being projected out and manifested into how we see our relationship with our bank account, our relationship with a transaction with a client. We feel guilty, we feel shame, we feel like we're not worthy of asking for the dollar. 
We feel guilt when we ask for the sale. We feel gross when we put ourselves out there. So I had this for the longest time, right? I, I felt like guilty asking for the sale. I felt insecure around receiving. I felt like I was never enough and so I never had enough money because I felt never enough within myself. It was being projected right into my relationship with money. And so I realized something and I want to share this with you because I hope it inspires you to form a new belief here. I believed for the longest time that making money was a conditional love experience based on how good enough I was. And if I was truly good enough, I would receive a lot of money. So I was in really wrong relationship with this. If you see this in like how you show up in relationships, how you show up in dynamics with partners, if you've ever been this way where you're like, you don't love me, it's never enough. You never feel enough. I'm not worthy of you, right? All these stories. You know that these wounds are yours. They are not about money. They are about your relationship with yourself. And so I realized that I needed to do a lot of healing around this, that manifesting and thinking positive and just asking for the sale and pushing my way through strategies, it wasn't going to do it. I needed to actually go within and start to look deep and ask, am I in a right relationship with this storyline around money because am I in right relationship with myself? And so I formed a new belief and I started to believe that money was the direct representation of how much permission I gave myself to feel good about myself. And I realized that the more I gave myself permission to feel good about myself, to feel empowered, to feel confident, to feel worthy, the more I did that within me, the more my bank account started to shift. Because now the game was not about it's never enough, you're never enough, you have to work really hard, you gotta do X, Y, and Z to make it happen. The storyline changed. And the storyline became money is a reflection of the depth of love I cultivate within myself. And money is not, by definition, good or bad. Money just is. So when I had a low month, it meant nothing about me. I had something to learn. I had something to receive. I had a lesson to come. And when my money was doing really well, I could celebrate that, but I couldn't, I didn't have to get attached to it. Money was not the permission slip to feel good. Money was the byproduct of loving myself. And so I just share that because we need to kind of flip this thing on its head, right? And to do this, we need to actually start looking at the three P's that cause all of our wounds around money. So I want you to think about this. What is projected onto you? What is projected onto you? This is when somebody else's belief systems are blasted at you. You're not really skilled at X, Y, and Z. You're actually really shy. You're actually not good at this skill. Maybe you had some projected ideologies put on you about who you are. And now that's preventing you from feeling fully in love with yourself and feeling whole. And now you're showing up in your business and you're feeling like not your fullest empowered self, right? Something to think about. What was projected onto you about money and your relationship with money? Money's hard to come by. You have to work really hard for it. Money comes and goes. Only rich people have this. Money is the root of all evil. Money doesn't grow on trees, right? What was projected? Number two, what was programmed into you? Okay, what ideologies did other people have that became yours? I always remember this. If it was projected, if it was programmed, if it was passed on, it's not mine. I had this, I had to do a lot of work around this because in my childhood, what was passed on to me was that debt was absolutely horrible. I have this memory from my childhood where my dad literally broke down in tears and threw a shoe at me because he was so angry about the debt that he saw on a credit card statement and he cried, right? 
Debt is so bad. Debt is so painful. Debt is terrible. And when I started my business, I needed to take some risks. I needed to invest a little bit in a way that felt scary. And I felt all those programmed, projected, and passed on wounds. I felt my heart race. I felt anxiety. I felt insecure. And I stopped and I asked this question, why is debt bad? Because it was plaguing me. It was overwhelming me. It made me feel so awful. Why is debt bad? And I thought about that. I said, oh, well, uh, because you have to pay a lot of interest. Okay, why is that bad? Oh, because then, you know, your credit score drops. Okay, why is that bad? And I just started to, like, challenge these storylines and really ask, like, is this a storyline that I really want to hold? Is this a belief system that I am going to choose as mine? Or am I going to consciously let go of these rocks from my backpack to make space for what I want? Can I form some new beliefs? Can I give myself permission to not feel struggle around money? What would my life look like if I let go of this belief system that money is scarce? So this is where we talk about like shadow work and healing these storylines and letting go of what is projected, passed on, and programmed into us. Because if it's been projected, if it's been passed on, if it's been programmed within you, it is not yours. And so oftentimes when I'm going on my business journey and I'm feeling a wound come up, I ask that question, whose wound is this? Right? I'm feeling a certain way about my vulnerability. My heart's racing. I feel uncomfortable. Whose wound is this? And I realize like, oh, that's my mom's. My mom was that way. Or like, oh my God, that thing that's triggering me, like that's from my father. I remember these things from my father. So I have to remind myself constantly, if it's passed down, if it's programmed, if it's projected, it's not mine and I can choose to let it go and I can choose to do something different. Now these energies within us, they exist on three levels. The relationship that you have with money and the energy you're holding, it exists on a conscious level, on a, you know, the thought. We say, I know I have this thought. I know it's here, right? I'm aware of the connection. I'm aware of my childhood. So many of us like stop there. We're like, yeah, I have these awarenesses. I know they're here, blah, 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 right? So they exist there, but they also exist in your physical body. It's the anxiety, it's the stress, it's the pressure, it's the triggers, it's the emotions that come up. We want to be free and clear of these things. But what we're really doing is actually just replaying past timelines, past traumas over and over again. When you react to your bank account, this is the thing that's really mind blowing. When you react to your bank account, you were having a triggered response to the past. And I say that because when you look at your bank account, you are not looking at the reflection of your potential, how good enough you are, what you are capable of, what you are deserving of. None of that is shown in your bank account. What you're seeing in your bank account is the byproduct of every single past decision that you ever made. So if you're constantly looking at your bank account and you're constantly getting triggered, you are living in the past. You are living in a visceral response reaction to every past decision you've ever made. So we need to pull ourselves out of that. We need to be able to let go of the past. And part of that is about consciously forming new belief systems around our relationship with money and programming those in a way where they feel true, right? This is part of the Wild Wealthy Feminine program, really rewiring that belief system around your relationship with these things like money, success, and leadership. But we also have to reprogram our bodies, our physical bodies. And this is why like a big part of my work, I'm so passionate about this, is actually clearing out the body of trauma because we don't realize how we are just holding on to all this stuff. And we think just like logical thinking manifestation is what's going to bring us what we want. We have to actually go into the body. We have to feel the energetic release of these traumas. We have to do the inner healing work to let it go. And this is why in the Wild Wealthy Feminine program, we go through these activation practices of actually releasing these things from our energetic field because they exist in the physical body and they exist in your emotional and energetic realm. It's why we get so sad and so emotional about money. We're putting and projecting so much energy into our dynamic with money. 
we don't realize that we can actually make money mean whatever we want it to mean. So can you choose a new way? Can you choose to have a new dynamic and belief system around what money is? Can you no longer be in a relationship with money that is about conditional love? That requires you to be in unconditional love with yourself. And if you're carrying stories of not feeling worthy and confident and good enough, I'm going to tell you right now, no amount of manifestation work is going to mask that. Now, do you have to feel 100% confident all the time and 100% worthy all the time to receive the wealth and the prosperity and the security that you want? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You don't need to be perfect to profit, but you have to believe that to be able to profit. That's the important thing. I don't need to be perfect to profit, but I have to believe that to profit. So my perfectness, how perfect I can be, how beautiful I can look, how smart I am, how great my branding is, my perfection has absolutely nothing to do with it. My energy and relationship with myself is what it really is all about. And so I uh, inspire you, I set the intention for you, right, to really start to look at like, am I in right relationship with myself? This isn't about money. Money is the byproduct of how I feel about myself. And so if I'm in this battle of money where it's what another sister shared in the comments where it's like push and pull, right? I make some money and then I spend it. I, I do good and then I hide. I back and forth, back and forth. It's because you have one foot in one paradigm, one foot in the other, and you're scared to step into that place of being fully in your empowerment, your embodiment, and your freedom. What would life look like if you stepped to the other side? What would open up for you? So can we form some new belief systems? Now here's what I want you to do today for your homework as part three, giving you guys three assignments today that are gonna be really powerful. I want you to think about the belief systems that you have around your relationship with money and make your list, right? I often tell students, open up your book, one side of the page, you're gonna write down the awareness of all of your belief systems around money. I believe I have to work really hard for money. I believe that when I don't have money, it means that I failed. I believe that in order to be successful, I need to be smart, perfect, and have it all together. I believe that money is the root of all evil. I believe that m having money means I'm greedy and selfish. Like, get it all out. Take all those rocks out of your backpack and put them right on that page so you can see them and look at them. I believe I have to be stressed about money. I believe there's never enough money. What is it that you're carrying? Once you have your list, I invite you one at a time to look at them and ask, whose story is this? Whose wound is this? Where does this come from? And you're gonna realize 99% of what you are putting on that paper has been passed down, projected, and programmed. It's actually not yours. So once you do that and you have your moment of reflection and you look at that list, one at a time, you are going to cross one out and go to the other side of the page and form the new belief. So on one paper, you have all of your old beliefs and one at a time, you're gonna cross it out and form the new belief that you want. And look, here's the thing, don't stretch too far. Don't go crazy, right? If you believe I have to work really, really hard and sacrifice everything to make money and money is something I have to effort a lot for, if I, if I tell you to form a new belief and your new belief you write down is like, I don't have to do anything and I'm just compensated, that might feel really crazy to you. It might feel so like a stretch, right? So don't go nuts. Find a belief that you can actually get behind. 
and say, when I'm in right relationship with balancing my self-care and my effort, I am financially compensated. If you believe that money is greedy, right? Having a lot of money is greedy and you want to form a new belief that says, I can make millions of dollars and um, I'm not selfish. And like you write that down and you're like, oh my God, this doesn't feel right. Like I feel like I'm pretending. I feel like this isn't true. Find a belief you can get behind. When I make millions of dollars, I'm going to spend X amount on donations. I'm going to have an assistant so I could spend more time with my kids. I'm going to be able to donate things to goodwill, make a difference in the world, give back. Right? So write some beliefs that you can get behind that energetically make sense. Beliefs are really funny, right? Like, just to give you some background, like what a belief is. We have ideas, we have thoughts, but thoughts are different than beliefs. A lot of us are like, I'm trying to believe that I'm worthy of success. Yeah, you're just having thoughts. They mean nothing to you. You can't energetically get behind them. You're just running a thought over in your head. Yeah, money's abundant. I could have it. Da, 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 da. But you don't feel it, right? Because it's, it's a thought. It's not a belief. Beliefs are like tabletops. So one thing we talk about in the Wild Wealthy Feminine program is cultivating that belief with the legs of the experience. So if I have a belief that says, oh, the sky is blue, why do I, why do I believe that? Well, because I believe that because I walk outside and I see it with my eyes and then I have somebody else say the sky is blue and then I see a picture on social media and the sky is blue and so then I'm like, oh, the sky is blue, right? I have these experiences to support it. Is it cold outside? Yeah, because I check the weather. I feel it on my skin. My friend told me, you know, my husband's wearing a jacket. It's cold outside, right? We have evidence to back up beliefs. And so for a lot of us, we're trying to have these thoughts of empowered mindset around money, but we're not actually backing them up with belief systems. So what you can do is once you have that new list of all the new beliefs you want, you can go even deeper and say, okay, why is this belief true? What evidence do I have that this belief is true? Can I look for that perspective? Can I find the evidence to support that tabletop? What are the legs? What are all of the reasons why this thought can actually be a belief because I have evidence to support it? Why is this true? And this is how we start to retrain our brains. We start to look for all of the evidence to support what it is that we want to believe. Now, I know I'm just giving you a taste of all of this, but I want you to really reflect on it. I want you to take some time to really think about it. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about leadership, niche, ideal client, messaging, all of those things. But today it's about letting go of the limiting beliefs that you are holding around your relationship with money. To really show up to have new dynamic. Now if you're wondering really quickly before we sign off, I just want to speak to this. Healing Your Relationship with Money is an entire module and study complete with slides, training, meditation, activation, and journal workbook inside of the Wild Wealthy Feminine program. It is a really important component of your work in healing your relationship with yourself to feel like you are a clear channel and ready to receive. So if this is something that you are working on and you're ready to find a new way to actually rewire your energy field, your mind, your body, to release those old frequencies that doesn't serve you anymore, I really invite you to go check out that program. The doors are open. Wild Wealthy Feminine is all about the business and money energetics of entrepreneurship. We go into strategies and I teach you the feminine way to building the business that you really desire. So if you are curious to know more, those doors are open and you can go to laurenoflove.com wild. We start our journey on May 1st. I'm really excited about it. And it is complete with live coaching calls where you get to ask Q&A questions, get direct support on your business. And it is the Wild Wealthy Feminine Study complete with weekly slides and trainings, the journal workbooks, the meditation activations, and homeworks. So it's a really deep study. When you enroll, you get part of the community. You get to see all of the sisters in there. And again, I just want to say congratulations to Stephanie, to Meg, and to Ashan, who all made the decision to join. Congratulations, sisters. I'm so excited for you. If you happen to have questions about this program, you can also reach out to me directly. 
And again, that link is lordoflove.com slash wild. Didi says, already signed up. Can't wait to dive in with you. I'm so excited, sister. There is a whole section of pre-work in there. So if you are in the program, I invite you to go print out your journal workbook, go download the meditation activation app, go set yourself up for success and dive into the pre-work study that is available to you. Look forward to seeing you guys inside. And tomorrow we'll talk about leadership, niche, messaging, ideal client. I'm gonna challenge all the old masculine structures of business that you have ever seen. And we're gonna find a new way today to really align your frequency with that abundance that you desire. Uh, so stick around, day two is, uh, day three is tomorrow at noon. And I'll see you there. Have fun with your big homework tonight too. Please let me know how it goes, reach out to me, uh, and I'll see you tomorrow. Good job, everybody. Congratulations on completing day two. I love you guys so much. I'll see you soon. Bye.